a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Jesus does not lie. And he told me, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He told me, this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins which we're supposed to be conquering have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have they been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the, the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is, is putting to death the old, the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins. I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses. I have good news and bad news for our listeners. <laughs> All right, ready. The good news is, is we have a new uh, format for our show, Table Talk Radio. Yes. The bad news is it might mean longer shows for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> then do well, I think more. This, this might. I think. I think today's show deserves a Jane's treadmill warning and a Mary's. <laughs> curling iron warning because <laughs> what we're going to do dear listener is instead of doing email during the first segment we're going to do emails uh, one email in each break between the segments so we're going to get right into it we're going to play a game that first game is 23 seconds we're going to play another game i can't remember the second one oh yeah don't forget the stanzas to the <laughs> i forgot the <laughs> How about that? I've already forgotten the game. Okay, 23 seconds, and then the don't stanzas. forget the stanzas to your hymns. <laughs> See what I mean? Now, and then, uh, and then in the last segment, we're gonna add, we now we need your help, dear listener, to name this segment. But we're we're gonna just take turns opening up the Bible and looking at a scripture text. So uh, something about around the word here. We're gonna we're gonna just look at a text and talk about it for the end of the show. Right. So uh, if you have a, an idea for what we could call that segment, we would appreciate it if you gave us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, or if you send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. But first, we still have our silly little game of buzzwords. So, Pastor, my theological buzzword for you um, goes by many names, but the specific name, which is your buzzword, is Lord's Supper. Now, you might also see this as the sacrament of the altar... Um, uh, the uh, breaking of the bread, the uh, um, the Eucharist. It goes by many names, but the Lord's Supper is um, uh, the sacrament in which our Lord himself instituted, and he said um, that this is my body, this is my blood. Uh, do this remembrance of me. This is for the forgiveness of your sins. So uh, in the church, um, we have the Lord's Supper, where, where the uh, people of God partake and uh, receive the Lord's body and blood. And in doing that, um, and by uh, in in uh, receiving that, uh, believing those words, this is given for the forgiveness of sins. It imparts to them that very thing, the forgiveness of sins. Nice. Uh, my buzzword for you is related, uh, and it is incarnation. So incarnation, I remember because 
I my favorite one of my favorite things is the carne adovada burrito. Uh, you know that? Nope. Do you know about that? Nope. Anyway, carne means meat in uh, in Spanish. It also means the same thing in Latin, uh, flesh. So incarnation means in flesh nation. So uh, so incarnation is the teaching that God, uh, especially the Son of God, second person of the Holy Trinity, takes upon Himself our human flesh. Nice. And he does it forever, so he always has it. Right. So that would relate then to the Lord's Supper. It would. I was having a hard time making the connection. <laughs> ah, Not really. It's a little early for you, eh? <laughs> well, let's play some 23 seconds, how this works. I think that this game was invented uh, for the sole purpose of making fun of the God Whispers, but now we're actually playing it for other reasons. For real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but how this works is we uh, grab two... Things to podcast to forms of media, and we pick a random 23 seconds somewhere in the middle, and then we see what uh, what what content or lack thereof is going on, and uh, see what we can talk about. But uh, this is sort of a comparison uh, to see how loaded something is with uh, with some actual content. They just kind of pick a random a random sampling. So right. on the and it's fun for us also to try to just with that thing try to figure out what the context and what's going on, etc. At right. least I remember it in my mind being fun. <laughs> This is probably one of those was. games that was invented when Pastor Wolfman was slipping through the radio station. I wonder what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> right. And I said, this is fun flipping through the radio station. We should just do this. I used to, I think we talked about this too, uh, just somehow pulling in some radio station and then having like a, a heresy buzzer. So you listen as long as, uh, as long as there's the orthodox teaching, but as soon as they get off track, <clears throat> and they get shut off. Not a good idea. Anyway, well, the two the two uh, things we have on the table is uh, Brian Ketchemeyer's podcast, uh, Pastor Brian Ketchemeyer, who's a pastor of uh, Redeemer Lutheran Church in Los Alamos, New Mexico, and that is the Redeemer Theological Academy. And uh, you have his website there? Uh, no, I can't. Though no. I think it's just <laughs> RedeemerTheologicalAcademy.org. That's what I thought. So RedeemerTheologicalAcademy.org, and um, yeah, that's what it is. All right, Pastor Wolf, you got to tell me where you want me to go in his uh, post. I'm going to use his latest podcast. This is his one on vocation. Yes. Uh, let's do three minutes and twelve seconds. Okay. Here is Brian Ketchemeyer on Redeemer Theological Academy at three minutes and twelve seconds. Our bodies have been redeemed for fruit for God. And this fruit is uh, is born in the help of neighbor, so that our mouths have been redeemed, that we may speak blessing towards others. Our ears have been redeemed, so that we may hear the needs of others. Our eyes have been redeemed, so that we can... Oh, nice. I wonder what he's going to say. <laughs> so we can see others. So we could see what God... I don't know what he was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go and listen to that. This, by the way, the Redeemer Theological Academy, do we take 100% credit for that or like 95% credit for that? Oh, no, we take full credit. I think Redeemer Theological Academy, by the way, if you if, if Table Talk Radio, the theology here is a little too slow-moving and highbrow, you know, too intellectual, then you want to go to Redeemer Theological Academy. Right. No, if you if you get tired of all the games and all the jokes, just go to, go over to Redeemer yeah, Theological that's Academy. That's right. That's probably right. Redeemer <laughs> Theological Academy. It's uh, his tagline could be uh, <laughs> no funny business. Just, right. That's right. Just theology. Just give it to me straight. It's nice. It's a thirty minute lecture on various topics, and he's been talking about vocation lately. And 
That must have been uh, from uh, this show also on vocation, talking about how the Lord takes us and our sinful flesh, and he now uses it to serve the neighbor so that we become God's mask in serving the neighbor. That's yeah, wonderful. I like the subtitle of his little series on vocation, um, that is, uh, From Occupation to Opportunity. Uh, when you think of the the word occupation, has kind of the connotation that this is just what I'm gonna, what's keeping me busy, you know, what I'm doing uh, to make some money, um, mm-hmm. versus uh, vocation or in this case opportunity. Uh, that this is um, what the Lord has placed before us to serve our neighbor. Uh, just just a nice contrast there. Yep. Okay, so uh, do you want to want to hear what um, uh, Pastor Ed Young Jr. had to say at three minutes and twelve seconds at the yeah that's right. So we same? can compare and contrast these two. Okay, so this is probably comparing. We're going to be comparing how they the same. (laughs) Oh yeah, sure. Right. (laughs) Okay, here's the same spot uh, of time with uh, Ed Young Jr. The fellowship, and I'm I'm so thrilled that we learned through a short film like we've seen today, through (laughs) video, through different aspects of technology, through visuals, through solos, through instrumentals, through through a gamut of of different things that we do to understand what it means to be a full-court follower of Christ. Okay, uh, so uh, Pastor Ed Young Jr. is talking about what it means to be a full-court follower of Christ, um, and he has surmised this by various videos and other um, forms of media. You know what I think is really interesting about in the in the old evangelical days, back when I was, you know, they... They would have long sermons. The sermons would be 45 minutes or an hour or something like this. And and, and they, you would have the illusion that that sermon was packed full of Scripture. I mean, that's the illusion that I had. I, it was an illusion, though, because it wasn't. But one of these things, one of the notes, the, the things that you'll see about the evangelical uh, churches is that they're always talking about there's, there's, there's all this self-referential sort of stuff. So our church, or they'll talk, they'll say, you know, they'll start to say, all right, church, here we go, church, and our, and this is our vision, and this is our mission, and this is what we're doing, and so much of the content of the preaching is about what's happening right there, and in that, this sermon had that same sort of feel to it, you know, he says, now this is great for us that we can gather around all these forms of multimedia to learn all this different stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, it's kind of silly. Second of all, it's not the Bible. Third of all, uh, why do you, why not just do it? I mean, just watch the thing and then try to get to some content instead of talking about how you watch the thing to get to content. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like singing the praise song about how I'm singing praise songs? Right. Same sort of thing. You're preaching a sermon about how you're preaching a sermon. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio to finish playing 23 seconds and stay tuned during this commercial break to hear all the answers to any questions you've ever had. Be right back on Table Talk Radio. I want to talk about me, want to talk about I, want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my, what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. I like talking about you, 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 you believe. But occasionally, I want to talk about me. Two theologians for the price of none. Table Talk Radio will be right back. All right, to entertain you during the breaks of our show, we have decided to take on uh, your emails that sent to us at questions at Table Talk Radio or voicemails, uh, 1-800-385-SOLA. All right, Pastor Wilfner, what's first? From Joe, hi, pastors. Have you covered the topic of the age of accountability in depth on a previous show? If so, could you point me towards the correct episode? If not, could I hire Lumpy to look into it? 
You can't afford Lumpy, Joe. But uh, we should say, I, before you go yes. on, you can hire Lumpy by sending him an email, lumpy at oh, yeah, tabletalkradio.org. Right. But go ahead. Have we gotten any emails from for Lumpy yet? Uh, <coughs> they're, they're mostly just uh, advertisements. Um, you know, uh, vacation <laughs> here kind of a thing. But no, right, right. no real ones yet. No. Joe continues, my wife and I are still relatively new to Lutheranism and thinking back on some things we were taught as Baptists, we're scratching our heads thinking, why would something like the age of accountability even be taught? I can't find it in the Bible. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. So my questions, how is this a valid point of doctrine if it can't be backed up by the Bible? Good question. Answer, it's not a valid point of doctrine. It's just made up to support their misunderstanding of faith. More on that in a minute. Second, how did this doctrine start, history behind it, despite the lack of biblical backing? While the thing like dispensationalism is confusing, I think of passages that point out that we're sinners by nature in the womb, and that alone seems like it should debunk the age of accountability thinking. Enjoy the show as always, by the way. Nice job on your astrophysicist outreach. Enjoyed that one, even though I'm the farthest thing from an astrophysicist. Have a great Thanksgiving, Joe, from Washington. Thanks, Joe, now, and we did. We <laughs> Have a nice Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Now, I think the the reason why the Baptists uh, cling to the age of accountability is because their understanding of faith involves an act of the will. And if you have the if you if you understand faith to be an act of the will, then you you come to the realization that um that at a point in a person's life they they can choose things. Uh, their will is active. So the, the the age of accountability, while nowhere in the Bible, uh, must be there because of their misunderstanding of the nature of faith. Well, we should say also, I mean, the second step of that, though, I mean, so you're right. So that faith is has something has some act of the will. Um, but the second part of that is that it just seems cruel that God would send someone to hell without having giving them a chance to do anything, right? I mean, they could have the position that faith is an act of the will, and if you can't do that act, then you're just damned. But that just seems cruel, right? Right, that's right. So, so you uh, got to be off the hook. You can't be you can't be accountable if you if you can't if you're not savable. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. 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 Yeah. Now, um, we this actually just came up last night in in um, in a Bible study that we we're doing at church. And um, I pointed uh, out the fact that uh, death and sin go together. Um, so that uh, in Genesis, uh, uh, when you sin, you will surely die. And uh, this is why Jesus dies on the cross, because he's wearing all of our sins, right? So death and sin go together. So if you're going to say, then, babies don't have sin, you have to ask the question, then why do babies die? Yeah. Um, but the comfort in that is um, that... If babies are in fact sinful, then they are the ones whom Christ died for. Um, yeah. They, they uh, too, uh, are, the, are um, those in which Christ spilled His blood to cover their sin as well. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Now, uh, Pastor Wolfmuller, we have had one round of 23 seconds, and now it's time to hear a, a second clip from um, Pastor Brian Ketchelmeyer's Redeemer Theological Academy. Do you have a uh, selection from... Let's do for these guys, uh, let's hear the 23 seconds at 5 minutes and 51 seconds. 
five minutes and 51 seconds. Okay, here is uh, Brian Ketchelmeyer. Word that we would understand to make the best use of the time that we have. For the time that we have is a gift of God. Each day that we have, God gives to us as a gift. And then as good stewards, we use that gift to help others. Not to gain favor with God, but instead out of thankfulness because of the... Oh, man, it's always mid sentence with him. Man, that 23 seconds flies by. <laughs> sure Somebody does. Expand it to 24 hey, seconds. We're in a we're in a soundbite culture, man. We you got to get with it. <laughs> I know. Talk faster. Talk <laughs> fast. In fact, though, you know, 23 seconds. Pastor Ketchemeyer has managed to basically explain the doctrine of good works. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. God God has given us uh, the, these resources, and now we use these to serve others, not to serve ourselves, and not to serve God. You know, not to not to become pleasing to God, not to earn some sort of merit with Him. But rather to simply love our neighbor, and that's what makes a good work. Uh, this is, and this is what the doctrine of vocation is is built around. It's wonderful, in fact. It is. Uh, so now uh, the the Christian is in the vocation and stands justified, and that's the starting point of his vocation. Right. That's right. So we don't we don't uh, serve the neighbor or even do good works uh, for God so that we might be justified, but because we're justified, it's a chicken and the egg sort of thing. So so we rejoice that the Lord has had mercy on us, and now we go to have mercy on our neighbor. We rejoice that the Lord has loved us, and now we go to love our neighbor. And if you want some words in there to put in there, I, I, this is, I picked this up from, uh, from a guy back in the day uh, by the ma- name of Melanchthon. Heard and he would always talk like this. He would always say, we begin to do good works. We begin to serve our neighbor. We begin to love each other. And I think that's right. So God has completely loved us, and now we begin to love each other. God has completely served us in Christ, and we begin to serve each other. God has completely given himself for our lives, and now we begin to give up our lives for the sake of our neighbor. So that what God has completed, we are beginning. So that what God has finished in justification, we are starting in sanctification. You see that? Mm. And it's really quite nice because we we never get there. Uh, we never, I mean, we never completely love our neighbor. We never completely uh, s- serve them. We never uh, give our, our whole selves. We can't. I mean, we can't completely put off the flesh in this life. But um, but we can start. So so just because we can never finish and just because we can never manage to do a good work without sinning doesn't mean we don't give it a shot. Right, and and part of that, you know, start, starting as one who stands justified, um, realizes that no good work could ever supersede the good work that Jesus has done in my place. Um, right. And, and so, you know, oftentimes people are looking for some, you know, growth in good works uh, to be some sort of a marker of Christian maturity. Um, and the real question is, can you get any better than what God has said of you in in holy absolution, right? No, you can't. Yeah. You know how how can you by your good works um, improve upon uh, the righteousness of Jesus? You just can't. Right, right. So that we, so that we have this freedom to serve our neighbor from that point. That's why that's why freedom, baptism, and freedom and sanctification are always lumped together in the scriptures. You're set free, but don't use your freedom as a cloak for vice, but use it to serve one another. Something like that is what Peter says. So something anywho. like that. Something like that. All right. Do you want to hear something five minutes fifty one like seconds uh, of uh, <laughs> Ed Young Jr.'s sermon? Now, why do you ask a question like that? Hmm? 
Because of course you do, right? Of co- okay, of course I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm dying to hear it. All right, here it is. Back in the day when God rained down manna, bread from heaven, and fed millions, he didn't go into that. He knew his audience. And that's what's so amazing about the production and the growth of Fellowship Church. In so many different <laughs> slices and stages and ages, I believe we've done a great job, oh, church, man. of knowing our audience. You are a prophet, I'll tell you. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean... Uh, What's so great You've about done a great job, church? What's What's so great about our production here is that it's kind of like Jesus. <laughs> oh man, manna in the wilderness. I'm Ed Young. I'm Ed Moses Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just can't fathom. Can, can you think? Can you place yourself in front of the saints at Hope Lutheran Church and talk about the production you've been putting on? <laughs> We've done a great job. Just like God rescued the people from the wilderness, so we're doing a great job here at Hope Lutheran Church. <laughs> Good job, church. But this does show just the fundamental difference of ecclesiology. So that uh, is that your buzzword? No, no, your oh, buzzword is incarnation. Sorry, sorry to use words that are three syllables. Wait, four. <laughs> Five syllables. Oh my goodness. That's like eighteen <laughs> syllables. Anyway, what what uh, is so profound about this is uh, who is acting in the church, or what is the church, and who is acting. Yeah. So uh, for Ed Young, what is the goal of church is that they put on a production. Uh, so I guess to grow the church or increase in, in number. But who is the one acting? It's a, it's a we are. You know, we've been doing a good job of reaching our audience. Mm. Um, However, uh, when you would would understand then what the church is, that it is, you know, we always say this is an institution, right? The church is an institution, mm-hmm. meaning that it's instituted by Christ. And so if that is true, it's not what we are doing, it's what God is doing, what Christ is doing in and through his church. And that is bestowing the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation through word and sacrament. Right. Yeah, it's and so it's amazing. So that what it, it's a, I'm starting to see a pattern here it, the, that the church doesn't have what it's named after. So you have the Baptist Church, which doesn't have baptism, <laughs> and you have the Bible Church, which doesn't have the Bible. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, okay. Right. Well, um, one more. Yeah, one more. Let's do 23 seconds at um, 11 minutes and 11 seconds. Okay, this is first, then Brian Ketchemeyer and Redeemer Theological Academy at 11 minutes and, did you say 11 seconds? Yes. Okay, here it is. Taken away for the sake of the death of Jesus. Our sin brings God's wrath. The blood of Jesus takes God's wrath away. <laughs> for the one who knew no sin became sin for us, uh-huh. so that we might become the righteousness of God. And for yeah, the sake okay. of Jesus, now we stand forgiven. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a limb who's going to say forgiven. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I was going to say ever. Oh, oh, could be. <laughs> I think he said forgiven. We stand forgiven. We stand forever before the face of God. <laughs> Maybe. We stand for on the golf course. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, that's, that's amazing. I mean, what, you know, what law and gospel? Just bam, 
by God, our sin deserves God's wrath. By the blood of Jesus, we're cleansed from his wrath. I mean, it always comes back to that. Here, Now, here, maybe here this is a great, this is Kachemeyer 10 minutes into a lecture on vocation, and he just can't get away from the blood of Jesus, which is how we always should be. This is fantastic. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to contrast that with Ed Young Jr. at 11.11. Okay, here it is. Now he's though he should be into the sermon enough to actually be talking about something. I, I we'll see. <laughs> okay, here it is. Concerned about my little bad mood or my little financial struggle or my little relational sticking point. Surely Jesus is not concerned about that. I mean, he's got large stuff to deal with. He's got terrorism to deal with. He's got he's got hunger to deal with, worldwide hunger. He's got he's got massive unemployment to deal with. I mean, he you mean he's going to worry about me? Huh. That could maybe get around to the gospel. <laughs> I think There's a chance. <laughs> all all that he's saying here, right, is that uh that that uh God cares for even the the small matters of life, right? Right. Which is true. Right. Which is true. True. Which is true. God cares even for the sparrows. Jesus cares about our bad mood. Yes. He cares about our terrorists and our bad moods. <laughs> yeah. He, if they're related or not. <laughs> Are you in a bad mood because there's terrorists? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we have about uh, 40 seconds here, so why don't you uh, have some sort of an ending conclusion here? Right. Uh, so we, we should pitch these two against each other, and I think we had three rounds, and I think the winner each round was, well, let's see what our uh, standard would be. Theological content, law and gospel, actually saying something. The winner, <laughs> Pastor Ketchemeyer, three rounds, it's a knockout. And, you know, this I, it shouldn't actually, it's not really fair, because Pastor Ketchemeyer actually has, when he starts doing his lecture, the expectation that he would say something helpful about the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> And the evangelical pastors have a different idea. They're up there for a different reason. Uh, even the teaching now is brought into the mysticism of being close to God, not actually being forgiven. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. So we shouldn't be so hard on Pastor Ed Young. No, we should. He should have proper <laughs> expectations. You know, we, that's right. <laughs> uh, when, if, you're call, if you claim yourself to be a pastor and to be preaching to the people of God, you should probably be... Uh, giving them the gospel. No yep. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Don't forget the stanzas to your hymns right after this. Table Talk Radio. The games are just an excuse. Okay, what's next, Pastor Wolf Mueller? Okay, let me see here. Ah, from Robin. Hey, Table Talk Radio guys, I have a church sign for you. I drove by a holiness church here in Enterprise Al. What's Al? Is that Alabama or Alaska? Uh, Alabama. You're, like, you're looking. There's like two completely different states. Did I get well, the I wrong know. I just don't know. I was I supposed to be in Alabama. What's all this snow about? That's a long ways away. <laughs> Yes, Alabama. Anyhow, this church sign says, an altar will alter your life. A-L-T-A-R will A-L-T-A-R your life. 
Two days later, I drove the the sign again, and it said, an altar will alter, A-L-T-E-R, your life. (laughs) I guess they chose to spell check their sign. Thanks for the work, Robin. (laughs) They were putting up their uh, church sign. The little red squiggly showed up underneath the... They had the right click on it, you know? (laughs) I've been looking for a chalkboard that has an automatic spell checker. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? (laughs) Now, here's the... Now, the church sign says, an altar will alter your life. Uh, what do you think that means? Because I have this—I mean, there's this great irony in the world that all the churches with altar calls don't actually have altars, <laughs> right? Like, all right, we're gonna have an altar call, and people, you know, walk down the street to the Lutheran church. They got an altar down there. Well, it didn't sound very good to call it an anxious bench call. <laughs> it's a, a stage call, a podium call, plexiglass lectern call. <laughs> The drum set call. <laughs> the electric drum set call. Oh, All right. Come up and get closer to the praise van. An altar will alter your life. True, I suspect. Uh, if um, They're probably not talking about the Lord's Supper. Yeah, that's um, right. You can't get the buzzword. Of course. Oh, that was my buzzword for you. Oh, that's right. I already got yours. I mean, I may have gotten in the future. Not really sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Robin, for the email. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Because <laughs> I speak of the pompous of love. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite game. Don't forget the stanzas to your hymns. And, Everyone uh, but me. We're having the Advent edition of that game. Yeah. So uh, here, Pastor Wolfman is going to do his best to try and remember so, his Advent hymns. How does this? Go? So the way this goes is you play a little bit of a song, then I try to finish it, and then in each each uh, round, is this true? Each round, the part I have to finish gets longer. Correct. All right. And, and then, more points are available for each round, too. We'll give you 200 for round one, 300 for round two, and 400 for round three. Wow. And you, you have, um, you, you've also been really generous by picking common hymns like, Oh, come, oh, come. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Good. <laughs> we never had the stipulation these hymns needed to be in our hymnal, did we? <laughs> I don't know to play Praise Song Cruncher and, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, don't forget the stanzas at the same time. Let's not do that. Okay. Are you ready for round one? You ready? All right. Here is your hymn. A righteous helper comes to thee, his chariot is humility, his kingly crown is I, oh, this is, to Christ the Savior raise uh, your voice in songs of praise. Grateful hymns of praise. 
some points. I, you know, I was with the whole, the whole hymn. Is this Dan at Necessary Roughness? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say that the, our hymns are um, provided by Lutheran Timeout at lutherantimeout.org. Ah, uh, I, uh, I think um, that I was, I was, I, I was ending every single line of this entire hymn until the la- very last part, and then it switched. Ah, oh, these versions. Man. Anyway. Complain. complain. I'm gonna ch- what's the hymn name, by the way? Uh, uh, lift up your mighty gates. Uh, lift up your lift, heads, ye you mighty li- gates. Yeah, sorry. Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates. Lift up your heads, ye mighty Yeah, so now, uh, what's, and what stanza? Of course it's not the first stanza. Are you doing more uh, out of this hymn? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I got other hymns. So this is the hymn based on Psalms uh, 24, Psalm 60. This is, it's both in a, it's really quite Interesting. It's both an Advent hymn and an Ascension hymn. Uh, so we sing it at the same time. Now, what stanza were you looking at? Uh, second in, stanza. Yeah, second stanza. Now, if you were used to the TLH version, it would have ended thusly. Uh, we praise thee, Savior, now, mighty, mighty indeed, art indeed art thou. That's right. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, now, and, but the rest of the stanza is the same thing. A helper, just he comes to thee, a chariot is humility, a kingly crown is holiness, his scepter, pity, and distress, the end of all our woe he brings, wherefore the earth is glad and sings. We praise thee, Savior, now, mighty indeed art thou. Uh, now, you can't, you can't see this because some of our, some of our <laughs> listeners may forget that we are not in the same geographic location. Um, but I'm playing right now the world's smallest violin. <laughs> I bet that's pretty to see, though. I bet, to, I bet the the listener list wished they could see. <laughs> they could probably can't also see the tear dripping out of the side of my eye. Can we get some cheese with it. this wine? <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready? This game is tough. I'm just telling you. I'm gonna to have to start memorizing. You know so how hard. I uh, how I teach the minor prophet Bible study here, so that I can just be better at Bible B, right? I'm gonna to have to start memorizing the, the hymns and all the different hymnals, so I can be better at this game too. I remember. I think one of my favorite Table Talk Radio moments was when we had uh, Cantor Richard Resch on the show to to play this with us and add uh, color commentary to to this, our game here. And afterwards, <laughs> I was talking to him, he goes, man, is he always like that? He didn't get any of them right at all. He was doing terribly. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Sorry, Kendra. That's right. I know. I would, think, I would hope a Lutheran pastor would know our hymns better as well, but I, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> Why did he I agree guess. to play the game? <laughs> he goes on the air sounding like that? <laughs> Has he no shame? Okay, here's another one. Are you ready for round two? Oh, yeah. This round worth 300 points. Now, do you lose 200 points for getting it wrong? You, uh, you don't have any yeah, points to sure. give up. You don't. You have nothing. No, I'm gonna hit the, I've hit the bottom. You can't go lower than zero? <laughs> I like that. Okay. Well, uh, this is also provided by uh, Lutheran Timeout at lutherantimeout.org. We hail thee as our Savior, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. Without thy grace we waste away like... <laughs> Without thy grace we waste away like... Okay, so we're looking for a metaphor of wasting away, and the last word rhymes with away. Uh... Like, 
I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna state the last word. The rhyming word is day. The heat of day. I'm gonna work backwards from that. So wasting away, like, uh, like grass <laughs> withers in the heat of day. Like grass that withers in the day. That's it. That's I got it. I just recreated the stanza. That's marvelous. I get extra points for that. Four hundred points. All right. Decay and flowers. I should have known flowers. You're close. The grass withers, the flowers fade. Ah, this is a mix. See, the flowers fade. The grass. It's the. It, if it's going to be withering, though, it should be. It should be the the grass. No, the word of the Lord, withers. by the way, stands forever. Ugh. Uh, this is a beautiful hymn, though, on Jordan Banks, the Baptist Cry, LSB 344. Um, so here, uh, I, I always thought this song was about the Baptists, you know? Mm-hmm. The Baptists are crying for some reason, but no, no, no. <laughs> on Jordan Banks, the Baptist Cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. I uh, uh, think uh, also that this game of not doing the first stanza... Is a, it's a little tough. And the other thing I think about this is that, oh yeah, John the Baptist is the character of Advent. I mean, this is what's going on. He's, he, he's the one who's um, the, the kind of character of announcing and preparation and all of this, which is really the the flavor of the season of Advent. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Are you ready for another one? <laughs> what uh, stanza was that? Uh, like three. Yeah, three. And wither like a flower decayed. uh, Without thy grace, our souls must fade and wither like a flower decayed. That's it. I couldn't. I got no excuse for that one. Yes. All right. Well, let's see if you have an excuse for the third one. Here it is. (laughs) I lay in petters groaning. You came to set me free. I stood my shame bemoaning. I don't even know how the sound goes for the last part of this one. How am I so bad at this game? So, read, read the. Could you have the thing there? Or can you play the last bit again? I got to figure out what I got to rhyme with. I'll read it for you. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> Just got to pull it up here. Um, I lay in fetters groaning. You came to set me free. I stood my shame bemoaning. You came to honor me. A that's gl- a great, by that, that, by the way, I really love that because that's maybe not what you expect. You came to die for me. You came to s- serve me. Or something. You came to that the Lord comes to honor us in the gospel. That's a that's yeah. a really fantastic. And I like this picture too of, of I stood my shame bemoaning. So you're, you're just kind of going there. <laughs> just plankton. I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. Uh, a glorious <laughs> crown you give me. A treasure safe on high. Da 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 da. I can't remember where I where I cut off. 
what was the next part? I'll tell you if you can. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what. We have a commercial break. I'll figure it out during the commercial break, and then uh, and then <laughs> you can try and get this on the last try. And then we're gonna dive into our our uh, Bible study that needs a name. Um, so if you have an idea of what we're going to be calling this uh, new segment on Table Talk Radio, where we dig into the text of Scripture. It's got to be relevant. At, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, give us a call at 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-7652. Or you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. When we get back, we're going to see if Pastor Wolfmuller can uh, find the end of this stanza to, Oh, Lord, how shall I meet you? This is a Paul Gerhardt hand, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you'll feel especially bad if you get it wrong. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. Table Talk Radio. It's incredible how well our good looks translate to radio. So let's go to more of your emails. Pastor Wolfmiller? This is from Brandon, your official theology knob. How do you spell knob? N-O-B? Yeah, I guess. This is this says noob. N-O-O-B. I didn't even know we had an official theology noob. Anyhow, Brandon writes, Dear Table Talk Radio I just Googled it. Um, noob is a newbie, is a slang term, uh, for oh. someone who is inexperienced in any profession or activity. Oh. There you the, go. So our official theology, so what is the new part? The official part, the theology part, or the your part? <laughs> oh. I think he's, he's, a, he's been a theology, he's been an official theology guy for a long time, but he hasn't been ours until just recently. Oh, thank you. Welcome, noob. <laughs> Dear Table Talk host and guest, which do you want to be? A uh, host. Greetings once again. I was listening, yes, listening to show 219 when you were talking about missional churches, and I came to a bit of a realization there is a difference between function and purpose. People may be able to got it function purpose. Mm-hmm. People may be able to gather to serve or have fellowship at a place like a church, but that is not the main purpose of the church. For example, a toothpick can be used for many different things, whether it be creating a geometrical puzzle for your friends, <laughs> which is what I mostly do, making elaborate architectural structures uh, with the help of some sticky wads of sugar and food coloring, or this is an addition. I always use toothpicks to scratch my ears, but that doesn't mean that they weren't made for that. If you take some sort of machine and then completely reinvent it and use it for something other than what it was intended, that's not uh, really even that same machine anymore. You might as well call it something else. I think it was a church sign that was sent in for you that said, the church exists for those who are not yet here. Modern Christians have reduced the church down to a way to bring non-believers in, quote, equip them, and then kick them out again, telling them to go and serve the world and bring in more people. Rinse and repeat. The purpose of the institution of the church, as you have already said countless times in your show, is to distribute the forgiveness of Christ, though tangible means do. If we are constantly being barraged with the idea that we need to love on the lost for the purpose of them attending church, our mind can be distracted from what Christ has instituted the church for, and that is forgiveness. Again, it may not be a bad thing to have service projects and such run through the church. It's just not something that preaching of the law gets the priority, with the gospel seldom being heard. Many churches, including mine, are guilty of this. 
No wonder evangelical churches are emphasizing the preaching of the law if they believe that's what the church's purpose is. If the preacher knows that they're, uh, that he's there to forgive the sins of the people with a bound will, then the gospel will prevail. I'm not sure if I'm simply repeating something you've already said on the air, so I apologize. Just need to release this thought somewhere. Keep up your terribly wonderful radio program. <laughs> nice. Brandon, your official theology noob. Uh, I think that's a, a brilliant, brilliant email. Um, yeah, so so that, uh, but but here's the irony, though. You know, I mean, if if even if you thought, I mean, I mean, he points this out. The reason this doesn't work out, but if you thought that the the reason the church exists is only to bring those into the church, if that's what you thought, then you would think preaching the gospel would be all more important because you're you're getting those into your building who have never heard it before. But those particular kind of churches that that have made this their task only to function only to the purpose of reaching the lost, the gospel is the farthest thing from those pulpits. Um, and the reason is, as he points out, um, you if you think that uh, conversion is some act of the will, then you're going to preach the law so that you would do the thing that I'm telling you to do. But if you think that wills are bound, uh, that you don't have free will to choose God, um, then you must preach law and gospel uh, to show forth uh, that the person is a sinner by by God's holy demands, but that uh, he has already atoned for his wrath in the gospel, his, his, the death of his son Jesus. That's right. You would think that that's what would happen unless, unless somewhere along the line someone realized that the gospel was an obstacle to people coming into the church. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Which right. is exactly what's happened. Right. I mean... All this doctrine stuff, all this teaching stuff, all this, let's just love one another. We can all get behind that. So it's kind of like you using your toothpick to scratch your ears, huh? Right. It's dangerous. Using the church to bring uh, to uh, form a social group is even more dangerous than using a toothpick to scratch your ear. <laughs> That's a liner right there. All right. Thanks for the email. Back to the show, huh? Yep. I lay in matters groaning, you came to set me I stood my shame bemoaning, you came to honor me. A glorious crown you give me, a treasure safe on high. That's the stanza before Pastor Wolfman there. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. All right, uh, so the last line you have is, A glorious crown you gave me, a treasure safe on high. Um. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a lot of words to fill in the blank. That's a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recognize that? That's me impersonating Jerry Seinfeld, impersonating a horse. I know oh you probably caught goodness. that right away. Gracious. That's a lot of... Still, still doing That's research for your stand-up routine, I see. <laughs> That's a lot of horses. <laughs> Anyway. Gary Seinfeld, or wait, Jerry Seinfeld, Gary Seinfeld, that's his brother. Jerry Seinfeld is talking about why do we still use horsepower? You know, the <laughs> rockets like twenty million horsepowers. If we run out of rockets, we're going to ask the horses, "Hey, get together twenty million of your friends, take us to outer space." Twenty million, that's a lot. <laughs> this is not helping your cause of getting the last. Anyhow, line. a glorious crown you gave me, a treasure safe on high. You something something. For me, I bet you there's an ABAB scheme here, which I'm working with. Dot, 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 eight. Eight with me. 
dot 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 ah, eight six and reminds with and uh, safe on with high. So I'm gonna work. Um, what would rhyme with high and in the stanza? It would be by, lie, fi, my. Uh, I'm gonna say. A, t- a glorious crown you gave me, a treasure safe on high, uh, eternal life unending, uh, 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 re- rejoicing by and by. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Oh, yeah. I can't do that. That will not fail or leave me as earthly riches I should have known. Contrasting the crown with earthly riches and contrasting the eternality of the Lord's gifts with the temporariness of the things we have on earth. I should have been able to get that. That's terrible. Yes, you should have. Terrible. Now, this is beautiful. Um, now, the, the translation from TLH into LSB is preserved very well. The, word, the words are almost the same. Um, but they omit uh, one, of these, one of these stanzas, um, which is, I think, tragic Ooh. because it's a beautiful one. So the one we had uh, for you um, in this game was, I lay in fetters groaning. I'm reading out of TLH now. Thou comest to set me free. I stood my shame bemoaning. Thou comest to honor me. A, a, a glory thou dost give me, a treasure safe on high, that will not fail or leave me as earthly riches fly. And then the next stanza, n- uh, number four, Love caused thy incarnation. Love bought oh, me down yeah. to thee. Um, That's the best one. Thy thirst for my salvation procured my liberty. O love beyond all telling that led me... Uh, that led thee uh, to embrace in love, all love excelling, our lost and fallen race. Now this is the this next stanza is the one they they omit in the, in the LSB, and I think I think this is um, one they should have left in because this is sort of the wonderful conclusion of the of the last two stanzas I just read. Rejoice then, ye sad-hearted who sit in deepest gloom, who mourn or joys departed and tremble at your doom. Despair not, he is near you. Yea, standing at the door, who best can help and cheer you, and bids you weep no more. Oh, yeah. Isn't that beautiful? And I, by the way, get 500 points for using the buzzword and you not even realizing it. Oh, man. Incarnation? Love brought thy incarnation. Love caused thy incarnation. Ah. 500. All right. So, I got loads of points from that game there. (laughs) (laughs) Currently, the score is 500 to (laughs) 0. Um, and I don't know, do you get any, you get any points by studying the Bible? I don't think you do. Yeah, of course. I thought, by the way, of a name for this for this segment, which is a relevant, practical, meaningful Bible study. <laughs> hmm. I have written on my little uh, sheet here for segment four, Bible stuff. So I don't know which one's better. That's right. Okay, now, so what, what text are we studying? We're going to look at, hey, if you, you listeners have a Bible there, you could crack that thing open to Psalm 119, uh, verses 65 to 72. Now, uh, a little bit of background. We, um, uh, Psalm 119, Psalm of David, and it's what's sometimes called the golden acrostic. The acro- there's, a, there's a handful of uh, psalms that are acrostic poems. That means that... Each verse begins with a different letter of the Hebrew Bible, you know. Why don't you go through the letters of the Hebrew Bible for us? I'll do the first one. Aleph. Uh, Beth. <laughs> Gimel. You're going to do it? Okay, that's good. That's good. I just want to see if you remember a couple letters. Now, uh, <laughs> if you see, by the way, uh, you're, looking at, um, you're looking at your Bible, and you see the psalm that has 22 verses, 
it's probably an acrostic poem. You can't see it in English. You lose the first letter of Hebrew, of course, in the English, but it, that's how many letters there are, 22. So it's probably there. There's, I don't know, a dozen of these like this. But this one is called the golden acrostic because instead of having one verse for each Hebrew letter, it has eight verses for each Hebrew letter. And that's a lot of ver- That's a lot of verses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, isn't that you impersonating uh, Jerry Seinfeld impersonating a horse? I'm glad you remember that. Oh, good. Now, uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> I hope nobody plays 23 so seconds with this show. <laughs> There's as many verses in this thing as whatever 22 times 8 is. Now, uh, the other thing about this psalm is that there are in the in the psalms uh, three psalms called the Torah psalms, that is, psalms about the Bible. And they're pretty easy to remember. I'm going to tell you the trick. They are psalm, psalms 1... Psalms 19 and Psalms 119. So uh, these three psalms are particularly about the word. And this one here, this Psalm 119, on every single verse except for two, talks about the Lord's word. Now, uh, so it's good It's good to study the, the this psalm to consider how it is that we study the Lord's word. You tracking with me so far? Yeah, I'm with you. Now, Luther says that the three things that make a theologian are... Oratio, meditatio, and tentatio. That is, a prayer, meditation on the word, and tentatio means suffering or temptation or trouble, unfictum, um, the devil giving us grief. Hey, those and those Luther, three things right there are the topic for my Advent midweek sermons. How convenient. So now, if you say something good, I can include it in the sermon. It's Luther uh, gives that to us. I mean, he, he, he picks that up precisely from this psalm. So he says that from this psalm, Psalm 119, we learn what it is to be a student of the scriptures, that we that we meditate on the Lord's word, that we pray, and that we suffer. And it's especially in this section, I don't know what section it is, the teth section, that must be the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ninth section or something, that we hear about this uh, particular thing about suffering, uh, suffering and becoming a theologian. So that's the inter- that's the introduction. Nice. Yeah. So I'll read this text, and then we can dive in with um, yeah. three minutes. Uh, you have <laughs> you have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good discernment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You You are good, and you do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have forged a lie against me. With all my heart, I will observe your precepts. Your heart is covered with fat. Is that right? Oh, their, sorry. Mm. their heart is covered with fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousand, thousands of gold and silver pieces. That's incredible. Now, do you see all the different words for word in here? So, uh, verse 63, your word, uh, commandments in 66, uh, your word in 67, statutes in 68, precepts, uh, precepts, mm-hmm. uh, law in 70, and that's Torah, so that means the teaching. And in this verse 71, so there's a couple of verses about being afflicted, but um, here, verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now... Now that I've been afflicted, I mm. keep your word. Yeah, nice. The proud, verse 69, the proud forged a lie against me, but I keep your precepts with my whole heart. And then verse 60, 71, which is a stunning verse. It's good for me that I have been afflicted, 
that I may learn your statutes. Now, this is what how Luther sees that it's it's precisely in our suffering and in our trouble that the Lord teaches us to be to be theologians. Hmm. Nice. See, and and the reason is because um, it's because it's precisely in our suffering that we are that that we are now exercising faith. We're trusting in the Lord that we don't see. We're clinging to His promises that haven't been kept yet. Not yet, anyways. We're, we we're, we see sin all around us. We see when we see our own sin. We see the devil all around us, uh, giving us trouble. We see death and suffering all around us. And 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 at the same time, we have the Lord's word that Jesus has bound the devil, that He's overcome death, that He's forgiven sin. So that in our affliction, our our, our faith is uh, in, in the Lord's word is strengthened. We have to we have to dive into His word and cling to His word for our life, uh, because if we don't have it, we don't have anything. So is this um, section um, giving us tentatio or, or all three here? Well, they're all three here, right? Because you have the uh, – uh, well, first of all, it is um, a prayer. The whole thing is a prayer to the Lord. It's second person, you, you, you. So it's teaching us oratio in sure, that when we sure. read it, we're praying. And then um, it, there's the meditation, teach me good judgment and knowledge, um, uh, teach me your statutes. I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. That's meditation. Uh, but it also has this third thing of suffering as well. Yeah, very good. All right, so this uh, new segment on Table Talk Radio needs a name. So if you uh, have an idea, give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, or uh, send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. The final score, uh, Pastor Gigline with 500, <laughs> Wolf with zero. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like all the gospel in the Egg Young sermons. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.